All right, everyone. Welcome to Brandon at Random Reviews. I am your host, Brandon Griffiths. Thank you for stopping by. I do appreciate it. If you like listening to a guy talk about one unsystematically chosen movie at a time in weekly episodes with no rhyme or reason, then look no further. To keep up with the newest content, you can find Brandon at Random Reviews on most major video and audio platforms, as well as all popular social media sites. If you enjoy this, please like and subscribe or follow. I am actually just conducting an ongoing study on the effects of uncertainty in the populace extrapolated from a very small sample size. Today's movie is Sound of Metal, released on December 4th, 2020, directed by Darius Martyr, written by Darius Martyr, Abraham Martyr, and Derek Sian France. I'm just, I'm going best I can on these last names these days. For the producers, we have Bill Benz, Kathy Benz, Bert Hamlink, and Sasha Ben Harosh. For the score, we have composer Abraham Martyr and Nicholas Becker. For the cast, we have Riz Ahmed, who plays Ruben, Olivia Cook, who I have noted here is hot, and she plays Louise, aka Lou. Paul Racy plays Joe, Lauren Ridloff plays Diane, and Matthew Amalric plays Richard. For casting notes, Dakota Johnson was originally set to play Lou in this film. Matthias Shanearts was planned to play Ruben alongside Dakota Johnson, but scheduling conflicts prevented both actors from appearing in the film. For the plot synopsis, a drummer for a metal band loses over 70% of his hearing and is forced to accept adjusting to major life changes that naturally occur as a result. For the tagline, music was his world and then silence revealed a new one. Alright guys, let's just dive right into the plot of this fucking movie. So, my brother-in-law recommended this movie to me a while back and I've been putting off watching it for a while. We start off with the main character, Ruben, on drums at a live performance as part of this metal band. I'm gonna be honest, first impression, I would not listen to this band if it were real, I don't think. Just a lot of hard-to-understand yelling and historically, I've just never been a big fan of that. The next day, Ruben wakes up next to his girlfriend, Lou, who is also the lead singer of the band, and they're in a motorhome and they eventually hit the road again. It seems Ruben is going to another show, and as he arrives, he starts to notice something wrong with his hearing as he talks to a few people and is generally just getting ready. And then at the show, while he's drumming, it seems like his hearing gets much worse. And back in the motorhome the next day, he's trying to see if these hearing issues are potentially something he can just fix himself. He goes to a pharmacy and the pharmacist makes a call and gets Ruben in touch with a doctor to check his hearing. As the doctor tests him, Ruben is in a soundproof booth and the doctor is covering his mouth to see what Ruben can actually hear without the assistance of being able to read lips at least a little bit. The doctor says both ears have lost over 70% of their hearing and the doctor presents some expensive surgical options that are not covered by insurance and then the doc reveals that the hearing is not just going to somehow come back on its own. We see him at another show and he gets overwhelmed and storms out and has to reveal what's going on to Lou and she seems to recognize how dire the situation is immediately. This movie does a great job conveying how poorly Ruben is hearing by reflecting it in the actual audience 
audio of the movie. Like, basically, there are moments, like, repeatedly throughout this movie where you are hearing what Ruben is supposedly hearing, and it's very effective. Lou tries to get in touch with a man named Hector for Ruben by phone, and because Hector wants to talk to Ruben personally and won't take no for an answer when she says, like, hey, buddy, he can't hear you, and Ruben just grabs the phone and just says what he needs to say to Hector and basically is just like, sorry, man, I have no idea what you're saying. I'm not going to be able to hear you on the phone. I, there's nothing I can do. But Hector lines someone up for Ruben to go meet with named Joe, who is deaf. Lou seems pretty distraught as Ruben and Lou walk off together. Obviously, it's setting in. She's wondering probably what is life going to be going forward. Joe gets set up with this voice-to-text software so Ruben can understand him. Basically, it's transcribing in real time what Joe is saying, and Ruben is reading it on a screen. And it's revealed that Ruben has done a lot of different drugs. I mean, he is in the, the rock scene, and he's done a lot in his life, but he's now four years sober. And Joe shares that he's actually a recovering alcoholic who lost his hearing when a bomb went off near him while he was serving in Vietnam. Ruben brings up his desire to get the implant the doctor told him about, and Joe makes it clear that his establishment is more about working on mental issues in regard to living with hearing difficulty as opposed to actually correcting hearing. Lou is brought in, and Joe explains how even though they can't afford it, he says that there are churches that would likely help foot the bill for Reuben. Reuben's concerns about not being religious enough are considered non-issues by Joe. He says that they will pay the way anyway. Anyway, and after the conversation, Ruben pleads with Lou about just going back on the road and just having her give him cues on stage in real time so he can play. The next morning in the motorhome, Lou wakes up to Ruben smashing things out of frustration with the situation that he's found himself in. He assumes Lou is looking for a way out and Ruben is refusing to go back to the clinic. Lou elects to make the tough decision to leave Ruben so he can go get treatment and she'll just go off on her own for now. And it's a very emotional scene as they part ways, and you can feel the desperation and helplessness at both ends of the interaction. Ruben sets up shop at the house, and Joe takes his car keys and cell phone away. There are between 10 and 15 people living in this clinic. They do some exercises together the night that Ruben first gets there, and they all introduce one another, like kind of like an AA meeting. You can't help but feel like this reaction would be very common though, Ruben is more frustrated than anything and is visibly unenthusiastic about doing what it takes to accept what his life will now be. And he obviously doesn't know any sign language and is not too great at lip reading yet. And so you just kind of sense that he's feeling left out. Joe takes him to meet this class full of deaf kids and the teacher tries to get him understanding the basics of nonverbal communication. And ultimately she like wants to get him signing and stuff like that. So from what I gather, the jury's still kind of out on sign language in the deaf community. Not everyone agrees that it's like the best way because not everybody knows sign language. Even people you might potentially expect to know it don't necessarily know it. 
Ruben tries to repair something on Joe's roof without asking, and Joe catches him doing it and chastises him because he says he really doesn't need to be fixing anything there. Joe tells Ruben he wants to set Ruben up in this room by himself, where he essentially only has one thing to do while he's in there, which is to write whatever he wants to without stopping the whole time he's in there. And this is obviously some kind of, like, lesson from Joe. Ruben goes into the writing room, and he starts off by yelling loudly and starting to flip out. He does this a couple of times because he knows nobody's going to hear him in this fucking deaf clinic. So then later on, he's kind of joking around with the kids that are there. And after that, we see him trying to sign out his ABCs faster than one of the kids. We just kind of see Ruben hanging out and doing stuff to pass the time with the other people at the clinic. And at one point, he starts showing the younger kids how to drum on five-gallon buckets. And he's obviously starting to get acclimated to the whole thing. But despite how much he's changed, Ruben does still seem genuinely unhappy. I think that that's intentional. I don't think it's like accidental that he just seems that way, but he's actually happier. Joe approaches him about potentially taking a job working with Joe's program or with the kids at the school. And nothing is really decided at that point, but Ruben still seems very reluctant to take him up on his offer. Then Ruben looks at Lou's website and sees a video of her performing solo in Paris and suddenly Ruben takes off and goes to his motorhome which is parked on the clinic's property and starts frantically picking things up and sets up his drum kit and just starts playing really loudly. The next day, one of the kids come out and they're checking out the motorhome and eventually Ruben sells the motorhome to some guy, but he forces the buyer to accept this clause that gives Ruben an option to buy the motorhome back if he decides to within eight weeks of the sale, but he has to buy it at like a, a 10% markup or something from what he got for it. Then Ruben gets the expensive surgery that the doctor told him about. He still seems very distraught and returns to the clinic to see Joe. And Joe is displeased to learn that he went through with this procedure. And he's also kind of upset that like Ruben actually sold so much stuff to be able to get the money. And there's, there's this moment and it is, I've seen it in clips on social media all over the place. And it's this scene where Ruben, when he's coming back to talk to Joe, he says this line, he says, if I disappear, nobody cares. And that's okay. That's life. And that's fucking heavy, man. That's just fucking heavy as shit. So Joe is bothered by Ruben's views on potentially living a life that's essentially the same as Joe's. Like, basically, Ruben wants no part of it. And it's it's kind of like Joe is taking that personally. But it's like, it hasn't been that long since he lost his hearing. It only makes sense that he would kind of grasp at straws and still basically be trying to stay in his old life. Essentially, Joe wishes Ruben all the best, despite some pretty evident disappointment, and he still tells Ruben he can no longer stay there, and tells him he has to be gone that day, because essentially Joe just says, there are others that now need what they do at the clinic more than Ruben out there. Now Ruben is talking to a doctor who fits him with some special hearing aids, and they're testing them out, but it's seemingly not what Ruben expected it to be, and the doctor explains, she's like, basically just telling him that the devices are designed to work a certain way and that it will sound different from what it was like when he heard things naturally. So she tells him to take some time to get acclimated to the new devices 
and see how things will be going forward. I don't want to alienate any of my younger fans, but the representation of Ruben's hearing this time after he gets the surgery, it sounds a lot like tuning an FM radio and just hearing bits and pieces of things as you try and get the dial on the right frequency. But what he hears is never fully tuned in, it seems. Like, he catches a little bit of it, but it goes away. It's gotta be fucking rough. So Ruben goes to visit Lou's father, Richard, and they kind of catch up. And eventually Richard tells Ruben that he used to not be a big fan of Ruben, but he recognizes that it was not Ruben's fault, really. And he knows... In reality, Ruben did right by Lou. Lou then comes to see Ruben for the first time in a very long while, and he goes to an outdoor party of some sort at Richard's, and his hearing is still very much not good with these new devices, and everything keeps coming in and out, and you can just tell Ruben's not like in this situation, like he's he's got like basically a lot of regret, it seems like. At one point, Lou is singing while Richard also sings and plays piano, and Ruben is getting really fucking bummed out about it since it's clearly sounding like a complete mess inside his head. That night, Ruben and Lou talk in bed and Ruben eventually starts saying how they need to get back on the road, performing together, and she doesn't seem genuine when she says that she agrees with him because I think she's not in denial and he's somehow still in denial. It's kind of wild. He tells her that she saved his life, but she's also noticing as he's talking that he's like, essentially saying goodbye to her it's just kind of like he, he the way he's talking it's like yeah he's he's peacing out like you just know he's gonna be gone the next morning Ruben throws on its backpack and is walking the streets and stops to sit at a bench he hears these distorted sounds of church bells ringing and he just is so fed up with it and he just removes the earpieces and all of a sudden it's just completely silent and he just sits there in the silence And the movie just ends with him sitting on this bench and just kind of like accepting what his life has become. And then we roll credits. So praise for this movie. The acting is spectacular in this one. It might be an obvious thing to say, but Riz Ahmed's performance is amazing here. I hope to see him in more stuff in the future. I didn't even realize until I actually watched this and started looking stuff up that he was Bodhi in Rogue One, a Star Wars story. That fucking blows me because I'm like, as soon as I, I saw that, I was like, oh yeah, he fucking was. Holy shit. This movie also does an excellent job of letting the audience experience sound as Ruben does. It's a very well executed thing that they did and it it really conveys what it needs to. The story is relatable as well, not only to those who have had hearing difficulties or things like that, but also those who have experienced life-changing hardships. And basically, Ruben's response to these troubles are very realistic, at least in my opinion. So for criticism, despite this movie being well-concocted and seemingly delivering on the story it set out to, some, not me, some may come away from the story feeling shortchanged, but I enjoy that it isn't some fairy tale ending where Ruben just gets his hearing back and all is the same as it was. That's not what this movie is about. And I also, one thing I was thinking towards the end of the movie is I don't know if it would have worked or not, but just like an idea, I wish there would have been 
more setups at the beginning of this movie where Ruben is going and doing things and it's it's very audio experiences and he's having a good time and then I wish at the end of the movie he would go and do more of those things like you get a little bit of it like you, you kind of see how it is but it's like I don't know it might have helped really drive the point home a little more I'm not saying that this is like a negative that it wasn't there I'm just saying this is my idea and this is my platform so trivia for this movie, Paul Racy, who plays Joe, is not actually deaf in real life, but both of his parents are deaf, and he is a prominent figure in the deaf community. Originally, Riz Ahmed would put sound blockers deep in his eardrums that emitted white noise and made it so he couldn't hear anything during filming. He couldn't even hear himself when he would speak. Eventually, he moved away from the blockers and just immersed himself in the deaf community and began communicating with the film crew by way of American Sign Language, which he learned for the film. Riz Ahmed also spent six months learning to play the drums for this film. All right, on to info and ratings. We have a runtime of 120 minutes. This movie is rated R by the Motion Picture Association of America. Budget, $5.4 million. Worldwide gross, $516.5 IMDb rating, 7.7. Letterboxd rating, 4.2. Rotten Tomato Critics score, 97%. Rotten Tomato Audience score, 90%. Personal rating, 4.5 out of 5 stars. It's, I'm like right, I really liked this one. I'm like right in between 4.5 and 5. So maybe we'll call it 4.75. How about that? Uh, One one remark I did want to make as I was reading, the worldwide gross only being in the hundreds of thousands is likely more to do with the fact that this was... 2020 theaters weren't open it was only on amazon they don't have a good way to translate stream views to dollars you know like that not that i found anyway there's not like a hey this is you know if this movie got this many views it would have this many hundreds of millions of dollars in revenue so i just wanted to clarify that that's why i didn't dive too much into it so all right that is the show for today if you liked it obviously you know, give us a like, give us a subscribe, maybe a follow, depending on where you're at. I'm just going to keep marching on here. That's, that's all I can do. Have a good rest of your day. Bye now. Brandon at Random Reviews artwork, theme music, and podcasts are written, performed, recorded, engineered, directed, and produced by Brandon Griffiths in association with Brandon at Random Reviews Entertainment. Mm-hmm.